Order. 15th of February. Judy, can we do a pledge, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, any... Uh, Item B, deletions or changes to the agenda? Yes, I believe Anything? Director Trebus has a request. Good morning. Uh, I would like to um, request uh, adding an item to the agenda that would allow for the board to endorse a, uh, an application that's being prepared by the Monthly uh, Capital Resort Association to uh, designate our community as a bicycle-friendly community program. Uh, the reason that this is coming on now is that uh, the uh, application is due February 26th, and it's uh, just recently been uh, uh, suggested to us that we have either a list of uh, bicycle-related agencies in that that in, would endorse this uh, um, application or write a brief letter of support to that. It's a, uh, nothing but a good thing for the community. We applied uh, two years ago and were granted an honorable mention and this year we're going for some color. And then uh, actually we put signs up in the neighborhood. The, um, the area is really promoted. And I'll, I can tell you that if you have it. So Just have to second. Moved and seconded. As an urgency item, it has to be a fourth is support well, that. could be a two-thirds under this. Two-thirds. Under this item. Oh. Because we, well, we got findings that uh, the item came to the attention of the district um, after the agenda was posted. There's a need to take immediate action so you could amend the agenda to have a an item to discuss and possibly act on uh, an endorsement for this program. So there's two things in One, establish the need by one and then have a vote on the other. Or it can be done in one. You do it all at one. You make you make those findings as you've just done in the record, and then uh, move to amend the agenda as you have. Uh, how many votes is two thirds? Four. You got it. Okay, we've got it. All in favor? <laughs> Aye. Aye. Yes. I'll move to approve the agenda as amended. Okay, we got it. Question: Where do you want Second. it? Second. We could do it under Parks and Recreation. Okay. Lou. Okay. Under park and rec. Okay. Any addition? Well, we got that covered the additions to the agenda, I guess. Yes. Okay. Okay. Move approval of the agenda. Judy and Eric. Aye. Okay. Been moved. Yeah, moved and Moves. seconded already. Moved and seconded. They were talking while you were too. <laughs> All right. Well, well, yes. Here we go. Okay. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Public forum. Do we have anybody from the public in the, our midst out there? Lots of them. Okay. We'll move to item D, recognition. Tony? Uh, I want you to start with Matt. I think I'll... Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You can start with Sean. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
seems like I've been doing this a lot lately, so uh, I'll make this one shorter than the Christmas party. <laughs> I was surprised uh, that it was only three years, given all the things that, that Sean's done for us in those three years. It seems like uh, he's been here quite a while longer. Uh, he started with the district as a seasonal hire in January 2009, promoted to a full-time engineering technician position in January 2010, and then promoted again to engineering systems coordinator three years later in January 2012. Um, his duties include creating and managing the geographical information system or GIS system for the water, sewer, parks, and facilities of this district, implementing a computerized maintenance management system, CMMS, uh, building and managing all of our engineering databases, including all our maps and drawings, managing um, all the utility conflicts with the county and the Caltrans projects that are going on, and uh, no small feat, taking over and managing uh, IT for this district, including uh, managing the IT support consultant that we hired, and implementing a long list of very needed improvements. Uh, Sean was voted overwhelmingly by the district staff as this year's Employee of the Year. Very well-deserved honor, uh, which we saw at the Christmas party or holiday party or employee recognition party, sorry. Um, he's a very uh, motivated, self-driven uh, person. Uh, he has an amazing work ethic and is extraordinarily committed to doing the best job for this district. Um, and he's a great example to all the employees of this district. Um, there is nothing he cannot learn to do and become an expert in, and it's been a pleasure uh, working with him for these last four years, um, and I'm sure other people have things to add, maybe, maybe not. Anyone? Ramona, would you yeah. like to say a few words? I, have, I have a lot to add. I, I think, oh, thank you, I'll go like this. So, um, especially in this last few months, I think almost nine months as I really started to work with Sean with the IT transition, and I've been amazed at his commitment, his thoroughness, as well as um, his ability to strategically plan as well for the IT transition. So he's been a huge help to the district and to me personally in that we negotiated how we changed the culture of IT. And so absolutely, yeah. So thank you, and three short years. <laughs> recognition is for 25 years for Rich Lehman um, and I've had the pleasure of working with Rich for 14 of those 25 years. Um, so Rich started as an operations specialist in the maintenance department and uh, worked his way up to operations specialist three and in 2003 um, was promoted to field supervisor uh, of the water department and then uh, after some reorganization 
um, his position was moved to field supervisor of the pump stations uh, for the whole district. And uh, over the years, I think one of the one of the things that I appreciate the most about Rich is his dedication to quality. Um, and there's not a project or a pump station or something that Rich hasn't had a project to do where the end product isn't presentable, um, isn't functional, but the planning and effort that he goes through to get something to the, where he wants it and where he likes it is impeccable. And um, many of the facilities that Rich has uh, worked on or um, directed people to work on, uh, you know, you're proud to walk in there and show the facility to, to someone from the outside. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that people can get from Rich is his planning and organization. When he is given a project, he puts his, you know, he sits down and he works through all the details, make sure all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted before uh, a project or a process is implemented. So, um, as this district has really, really uh, benefited from having Rich over the last 25 years, and uh, I think his his workmanship, his pride, and pride of quality and dedication is has uh, is shown every day. And I think uh, a lot of the younger guys. Uh, understand that and uh, and value that so as, as much as I do so um, and in addition to the last 25 years uh, rich was recently recognized um, by the California Water Environment Association Sierra section which is our local uh, sewer collection uh, and uh, sewer collection uh, professional organization as supervisor of the year so um, Dan has a few words to say, and we, he recently received the award uh, at the dinner um, this past weekend, and we're going to reissue his award in this form. On behalf of the district, I would like to congratulate Rich on receiving Supervisor of the Year through the CWEA Sierra section. Uh, Rich's knowledge, expertise, leadership and attention to detail make him a very valuable asset to this district. Because of these characteristics, the employees that Rich supervises as well as the management team have a great deal of respect for Rich. I would like to share uh, with you guys with what one of the uh, employees Rich supervises had to say about it. Rich is very knowledgeable at what he does. Takes his time to do it right, and it's pleasant to work for. If he is not 100% sure of something, he will take the time and research it before taking any action. He's been with the district for many years and is willing to share what he knows with the rest of the crew. He's always encouraging crew members to get educated and motivates us to try to move up within the organization. He's very pleased to hear and see that he was awarded Supervisor of the Year. I feel a great deal of confidence in knowing that I have Rich as a supervisor over the water and sewer pump stations here at the district. I appreciate what Rich does for me as well as he does as what he does for the Pablo City PUD. 
once again, congratulations. Congratulations, Rich. I had a couple things to say. I'll say them right after he sit down. I wanted to add to that, Rich, um, as well. Um, for I think for the board, and I know all the staff understand that in addition to all the other incredible duties that Rich covers, he's also the shop steward, and so I have the privilege of working with him at some fairly tense times uh, during negotiations over the many years I've participated in that. Rich has, um, has been a professional throughout those negotiations, always representing his fellow employees' interests um, professionally and uh, taking great leadership and attention to detail through those negotiations. Um, and then also I've had the privilege of watching Rich in action during a number of emergencies, whether it be fire or floods or other things that we've had to deal with. And Rich has um, the quality of his leadership, his dedication and commitment to this district and to the taxpayers of this district is incredible. So just wanted to add my congratulations and thank you for your hard work. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to financial. I guess that's everything. Ramona, do you want to bring anything out? Oh, no. I think we're good. Good job. Good job. Dan, do you have anything out of the financial you want to? No. Well, okay. Projects. Again, that's under the consent calendar. Anything you want to pull out of there, Matt? No. Nope. Okay. Move on to sewer and water utilities. G. Okay, I'll cover one. this. I'll cover this item. Um, as reported at the last board meeting, uh, <coughs> we did uh, file a. Uh, protest to the rate increase. Uh, Tony filed a uh, protest to the rate increase, and you'll see the response uh, from uh, the owner of Tahoe Park Water Company, Rick DeWant. Uh, with that, there's still some lingering questions the district has. Uh, neither Tony nor myself are, are uh, comfortable uh, trying to analyze uh, the rate case, the, uh, the uh, base, and um, the advice letter as to the validity of all these arguments. So uh, I have asked Harold Morgan to do a little more work. I've uh, authorized him to do some more work uh, looking into this and trying to better understand uh, what generates this rate increase. And, and that was certainly based on some of the feedback we received from the board at the last meeting. Uh, in addition, um, I, we've attached a letter that we received from Gerald Rockwell um, he has protested as well as some of the other customers that had protested this rate increase. And you can see in their letter that um, 
in talking to him, he would still like TCPUD to take a leadership role here and, and uh, could not be here this morning. He's out of town, but just wanted to let his uh, thoughts be known. So just thought I'd pass that along as well. But there's no action required by the board at this time. I just wanted to report to you that uh, we're continuing to at least try to better understand uh, what goes into these uh, advice letters as well as rate cases in the plant valuation and such. So, so it, as much as we went through in the arbitration uh, hearings and, and uh, the detailed work in Lake Forest, I, I still can't tell you how the PUC views some of these uh, things and how they approve changes in plant or rates thoroughly. And so Harold's expertise is, uh, is definitely needed. Anything else? I think this is a point place where we could I would like to make a couple comments and uh, it's come to my attention that uh, well not only Tahoe Park but uh, we've had I'm a customer of Madden Creek Water Company and I've had some contact with some of the kids that now own it and they are, they are in deteriorating health pretty severely and uh, I think Cindy has had some comments too, and I would like to suggest that we have a workshop on what we're going to do with with some of these potential acquisitions of the water companies. There are some, I think, one of them, Madden Creek, that probably has something to do with the sizing of our treatment plant and how we do it. So I think that the timing is right, I think, to have, to do something in that area. How or soon? Not. How soon? I don't know. It, it's a health issue, I think, with Madden Creek. Uh, this summer, like in Yamada? Whatever the board, I th think we'd want to do it before the summer months, yeah. where we got time. What are you thinking the subject matter of the workshop would be, Lou? Well, I think that, uh, one, there's been, Cindy's had conversations with Chuck. Chuck originated the, from Madden Creek, or uh, Chuck Morris initiated it, and so she should brief the board on that, and uh, I think we well, should. Then we have, we have John Ballard, and we have, yeah, we have <laughs> There's a lot There's out a there. Lot. And Rick Blunt will probably want to be there with Powell Park and Skyland and then Steve Glazer. Yeah. You know. Um, and I don't know, I think I think we should have McKinney District at the table, but I don't see any reason. I mean they they could participate in um, coordination. I don't see that that district will want to be part of the PUD, Powell City PUD. But yeah. stranger things have happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, I wanted to clarify my conversation with Chuck. Chuck um, called me, and I reported this to the board. I think three, three, maybe four months ago, um, and wanted uh, a copy of our water system acquisition policy. Said they may be interested. I sent him the policy, and then said, the way this process will work is you would then contact me back to see if you'd like to have further discussion. We're very open to it, Chuck. He sounded, um, it was hard for me to understand him. His voice was shaky. I couldn't tell if that was the illness or 
promotions. I, you know, um, and so I left it at that, and I have not heard back from him. So I was, as I told Lou, I wasn't proposing that I would call him back. It's in his corner at this point if we're following our policy. That uh, he's, if he's a willing seller or not, he has a copy of the policy. I said, I'm happy to sit down with you, explain it in more detail if you'd like. So he hasn't called back, and I have not pursued it. I'd like to come back to what uh, Dan was asking, is, is what you saw in your mind. You're not looking at revising our policies or anything. No, no. You, no, you want to find out what the status is of each of these water companies? or We're not going to be pursuing any. And I think if we should pursue any, you know, if, if we should, if the timing is such that we should do something. Well, about it sounds it. like they oh, not necessarily we necessarily need to pursue it. They're, they're actually talking to the city, they're actually talking to you. It's just like, what do we do to coordinate? And maybe others are interested as well, but I don't know. Well, I, there are some health issues there, and I don't know to what is Cindy alluded to. Well, they, so. there's Robbie, and there's also Amy, and... You know, so I mean, between all of them, they're running the water company. But I'm not so sure that they're going to be tired here pretty soon and want to get some money out of it. Yeah. I, I have no problem having a workshop, but isn't our policy such that we don't pursue? Isn't our policy that if we are approached by a willing seller, then we consider the acquisition, but we don't pursue the acquisition? Right. That's correct. Yeah, I just want to be cautious that we don't send the wrong message mm -hmm. that we're trying to become aggressive at as it relates to the to the owners of the private water systems. Mm-hmm. We'll take them. Mm-hmm. You know, because like with Lake Forest, the customers were aggressive with us. Um, we had we've had situations with some of the other privately owned systems where they've approached us looking for help. Quite frankly, um, so I'd want to be, you know, thoughtful about having a workshop if the subject matter is to talk about each water system and how we might uh, go about acquiring them. That that could send a the wrong the mm -hmm. message a message we're not intending to send to some of those system owners. So I just want to be thoughtful about that. Yeah. 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 And, and customer. Um, yeah, I do think as different as you know these system owners uh, get to different stages in their I guess in their in, in their business cycle, you know, to the extent that we can maintain open communications with them in a non-threatening way, that we need to be doing that. And it's it's, it's a question of walking that line of of doing that without them making feel without making them feel like we're trying to be aggressive in, in taking their systems over, which I don't think is anyone on this board's intent. No, I don't think it's Liz either. I think yeah. Liz trying to help mm -hmm. those people. Right. You know. Kind of come into the process if they want to. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's it. You right. Know, if there's severe health issue. Mm -hmm. And and we have a potential treatment plant that will 
we're authorizing to spend money on the side, do some sizing studies. Well, I think so from Dan and I's perspective, together. could I suggest that maybe you give some more thought as to what we ought to have on an agenda and put it on an agenda versus That's what we're doing here? How about if we task the Sewer and Water to Committee to look into this and come up with a plan for a workshop? Sure. Would that be all right? Yeah. Uh, plan, whether it's a workshop or not. Yeah. You know, what, what, what direction to go? Well, Dan has got some good ideas, and so is Eric. So. Okay. And I, quite I just frankly, thought you were I'm a customer of Madden Creek, so I'm going to have to recluse myself from, mm. from that. So. Okay. Okay. Let's move on. Park and Rec. I think this is, where, this is where we're going to add the uh, special item. friendly. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, ever when you add things to the agenda, could you just add them to the consent calendar if the board so desired? <laughs> if it's a simple thing, I, it's. I'm sorry, I'm drifting off the agenda. Um, what what um, I have a, a request here is to um, ask the board uh, to have the Tahoe uh, City Public Utility District endorse an application that is being prepared um, by the North Lake Tahoe Resort Association uh, through the use of a consultant, actually uh, Gordon Sean, LSC transportation planners to be, for North Lake Tahoe to be, to be awarded a higher level of a bicycle friendly community than we currently have, which is an honorable mention from the last time. <coughs> bicycle friendly community, I, I gave you two things here. One is just a flyer that gives you a, a quick paragraph as what it's about and then a few more pages uh, that explains bicycle friendly communities. It's a designation by the League of American Bicyclists and they give this de 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 designation to uh, communities that have and are trying to have a strong bicycling program from, from uh, facilities, from uh, as an alternate to transportation, as a recreational endeavor, uh, programs that promote safety. Uh, and um, this is, uh, so this is the application that we're applying for, again, to get a stronger <coughs> designation than we got the first time. And there has been many things, including Lakeside Trail, uh, that have, and the signage on our PUD bike trail systems that have been accomplished since the last application. We have a plan for the entire um, North Lake Tahoe Truckee area that um, shows a, a biking system. We're working on mountain bike trails now. We're working with CHP on bike safety programs. We're asking um, Placer County to Placer County Board of Supervisors to uh, designate um, uh, May as a, a, a biking month, which it is across the country, but an official designation for us here. So um, the, uh, the American, League of American Bicyclists suggested that if we could have endorsements by other bicycling involved agencies, organizations, groups, that it would be a, um, an addition to the application. So whether it's a, a listing of all the organizations or a little more ideally short memos from the organizations to say they support this application 
and do participate in the functions that um, that uh, American legal American bicyclists are advocates for. So I'd move that we support this application. And maybe direct the general manager to write a letter in support of it, saying. <coughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Yep. I'd second that motion. Been moved and seconded. Do you need a, just a motion, or do you need a resolution? No. Most of motion. All in favor? Aye. 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 Unanimous. Thank you very much. <coughs> Thanks for bringing that to our attention. Mm -hmm. Okay. Consent calendar. Anybody want to pull anything off? Not me. Not me. Yeah. Nobody from the audience? Okay. All in favor of the I'd, I'd move the consent calendar. Second. Okay. Moved and seconded. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Unanimous. Okay. Resolutions and ordinances. So I'd move resolution, uh, the resolution nominating Lou Rankins as the Aqua JPIA board member for the executive committee. Second. Seconded. Resolution. Director Grieve? Yes. Director Chibis? Yes. Director Henderson? Yes. Director Wilkins? Yes. Director Rankins? Yes. Then Lou gets the sign man, right? <laughs> <laughs> I put myself. <laughs> we have uh, two resolutions for a concurring nomination for Melody McDonald and also for Tom Kukat. I'll just say in, I'm in support and work with both of those people. They've been on, uh, Tom has been on the Buffalo board for many, many years and uh, JPIA board for a long time as well. And uh, very competent, very good people. And Melody's the same way. Lou, are these actually elections that we're nominating, or? Well, they're up for election to for the executive co committee, including by, myself. By, by, by the board? Who, who votes on that as well? The board of directors of JPIA, which are the member agencies. Are there any contests going on? Or yes, there will be a contest in May at the May annual meeting. No, are there any contests for these positions, or are they all singular people that are there are contests for there are. so if we nominate these two folks are they going to be running against you Lou? no they'll be running against, against someone else, someone else. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> is there anyone that we can nominate that would run against you <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't uh and by the way we haven't received any other requests it isn't as That's, if we had five others, and I only put two on here. We had the two requests came in, and no one else okay. has approached us uh, asking for this uh, endorsement. So. Okay. So I'd, I'd move resolution 1306 and 1307 if I procedurally <laughs> do it that way. Second those. Okay. All in favor? Mm. No, Director Friedman? Yeah. yeah. Director Trebus? Yes. Director Henriksen? Yes. Director Wilkins? Yes. Director Rankins? Yes. Okay, okay. We have a discussion on the item one, the 
Public Utility Act dealing with board members' elections, general discussion, and potential legislative changes to call for elections at large. <coughs> Seems like this is a recording. We've had this discussion before. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think we've talked about this several times, uh, and so I've included the previous uh, minutes and direction, and staff has just awaits board direction on this. Well, I brought this back up. Uh, last month, and um, uh, and I appreciate the information that you put in here, Cindy, because mm -hmm. it reminded me of why we did this and why we did mm -hmm. that. And Thank Terry for digging it out. Okay, <laughs> still not sure why we did it the way we did it, based on the reasons, but but that was why I was uh, in a low majority there. But the way we left it is we tabled it. Uh, back in May of 2011, I believe, is, um, and the uh, the main reason on that, I think, at the time, is that um, Dan had suggested that um, he would probably not be in favor of this if we didn't have a unanimous um, majority or unanimous vote. And uh, Eric and Lou had um, also expressed their negative um, uh, vote on continuing on. Um, but uh, again, I, in reading what, what the rationale was then for discussing it, which hasn't changed other than it's become a con continued to become a, a more common way of um, uh, electing officials, not just in our area, because back at that time, it was just ourselves and the North Tahoe PUD that did it in the uh, the seat, the chairs that mean nothing of fashion. Um, it, I, I feel, and particularly going through this last election, and um, I, I think where we, you know, my feeling has been in the past that two twofold. I think it should be a responsibility of of each of us that are doing this job for. Um, some level of pay to to uh, get a reconfirmation of the job that we're doing, and um, uh, that's one thing. So whether or not there was anybody oppo opposing, I think we should be running. Um, and secondly, the opportunity for people, I believe, would be stronger, particularly in a small community, to to run if they didn't feel they were running against someone. And uh, I think that often discourages people from running that would like to be on the board. Uh, one of the comments I think that was made, well, it uh, it's, shouldn't just be a popularity contest that we're switching board members every, every couple of years. And that's not the way it happens. I think in, if, as you look through our elections up here, people are usually reelected if they run again, and that's because the voters feel they're doing a good job. Um, that even when other people are running against them or, or on the, on the uh, ballot, um, that the, the new people aren't often elected, but there are people that run. And I, I, just, I just feel that that uh, makes for a healthier community for people to not be intimidated, and then and then the last thing I think that um, is eliminated 
uh, is the the um, sometimes what I think are are ugly elections where it's uh, the reasoning in the in the actual that that occurs is not uh, not healthy again it's not that someone is really against someone they're just then looking to see how someone can be made to look bad and and I don't think that's healthy to, for the community but my two main things are one I think each of a, each of the board members should have a responsibility to be reconfirmed or get that um, that vote of confidence that we're doing a good job and secondly is to encourage rather than discourage um, other people to uh, run if they so feel but they might not because they have to run against one of us head-on I have a totally different take on that um, I think if you run, I mean, when when you ran in this last election, you didn't. You ran out of post, and the people out there, I think, really believe strongly that you're doing a good job. And Judy and I ran. There was a, you know, different reasons for why people run against us. But I don't think, you know, when Kay ran against me, I I think that was great. You know, I I don't have any problems. I like I like Kay. I think when you run, person to person you have the opportunity of not throwing the baby out with the bathwash. You know, you, you, um, you can selectively target a person that's not doing a good job rather than just run at large and um, maybe just change the, change the whole composition of the board whether um, it needs to be changed or not. I mean, there's a learning curve. There's, there's advantages to having people run more than one term. Um, there's advantages of... Uh, <clears throat> um, I think when you run and you get reelected, that's reconfirmation. I don't, I don't see how what you propose would be any different than that. Um, and just because other people do it doesn't mean it's the best way to approach, like you say, North Tower and Tower City are the only ones that run by seats around here. I think, it's a, I think especially with the utility district, that is the best way to do it. So those are basically my comments. So I think when we tabled this last time, the question wasn't, the question at that time wasn't, should we make a change? It was, should we solicit more, uh, more, more, more public, or more input from the public on the topic? And uh, you're right, Ron, I did have, I think I asked the question then, you know, if, if we solicited additional public, uh, additional public opinion on the topic and it were to come back overwhelmingly yeah you should go to that large or no you should stick with with the seats with that you know what kind of an influence would that have on different people's opinion and in my recollection at the time was that folks were like you know it's probably not going to have a lot of yeah that's effect on our opinion and and so I think that was I know that was why at the time I said, well, let's not, let's not waste a bunch of time and effort on a topic that may die, that's likely going to die on the vine anyway. Um, and then that was what I was, um, I guess, balancing that against is, you know, if we as a board are 
significantly split on what the best approach is should we is that a good way to change the governance structure or the election structure of the district so um, so anyway those were my thoughts at the time I'd be interested in hearing from from Judy and Lou as to you know what their thoughts are on this topic because I because from my perspective, if, if we were going to reopen this conversation, the next, it's not to make a decision today as to make a change or not. It's to you know, see if there's, uh, a, see what information we can get, garner from the electorate towards their uh, support. Yeah, so I understand that this still takes an ordinance, which is a, a multi-meeting right. type of a thing on one, and then um, I, would, I would agree that... Uh, while we did do a sampling last time, when it was after we did the sampling that I think then we revised the letter and we're considering uh, expanding that sampling, and that's when I think this discussion you just summarized came up. Um, and and I would be very comfortable in having a wider a wider outreach on that than we than we had the last time. Although we had a very I think we had a I don't know what it was, 12-1 or 15-1 or something like that. Of 12-3. Uh, 12-3. to So I would agree with I would agree with doing that. That, um, but I I wouldn't. I I don't think at this time I would agree that uh, it should need to be a unanimous vote if we sh saw that the community was over whatever overwhelming means, but a strong support for having that, that um, I would um, be willing to bring that forward for a, for a vote. So if I could Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> last time, I wasn't in favor of changing the way we did this. Having gone through a re-election, I'm, I'm strongly in favor of it for a number of reasons. First of all, because I heard overwhelmingly from the community, I heard time and time and time again, yeah, I might be interested in running, but I do feel like I'm targeting somebody specifically if I run, and that's not my reason for running. And to illustrate that, the first time I ran, it was an open seat, and four people ran for the seat, um, which does sort of indicate that people would be willing to run and I don't think we need to hold on to our positions so tightly that we shouldn't be willing to put it out there to the community. If it's not us, it might be somebody else. So I don't think us holding our seats is necessarily the, the reason to not do it that way. The other thing that Director Trebus mentioned is when I first realized that I was going to be um, actually having to launch a campaign, I wasn't thrilled about it. But as time went on, it's healthy to run. It's a good idea to run. You're, you're reminded every four years of why you do this, and you're putting yourself out there to the community, and they're reminded of why you do it. And it's a really good reason and a good opportunity for all of us to refresh ourselves of why we do this. I would fully support taking this back out to the community um, for comments, I've, and mainly based on what I heard during the election of how come, how come you don't do it this way, and I may have considered running. So I would fully support uh, directing staff to do whatever it is we need to do to get that public outreach and consider an ordinance. 
Okay. Well, when I was running, uh, I've run both ways, and uh, I've never heard that comment from any of the people. I stood in front of the post office for hours, talking to everybody that came in. And a lot of good conversation. I think that's great to do that because you do get feedback, both good and bad. Fortunately, it was a lot of good. And uh, anyhow, uh, I just don't see us going through the expense of doing it myself. Through the expense of, of, of changing. Of reaching out to the community to ask people? No, or, no or? I, I, I think that, you know, there's some things that are historic, and that's the historic way of they've been electing at this area. I think that probably the weakness of it is that we should be running by district. Geographic district? Geographic district. <laughs> so you've got to balance. And I think that's our weakness. It's not the seat system, it's the geographic. And then mm -hmm. you would be in the same thing. Yeah. So. Well, there go three of us anyway. So. What's that? I said, one. there go three of us anyway. So anyhow, I, I just. Would like to see it just stay the same. When, when well, you say I don't expense, know what the can you just clarify what that is? Pardon? When you say the expense of it, can you clarify what you mean? Well, uh, you're going to have to change the way you do things. It costs us to go through are the expense of the election process and so forth. I would imagine it's going to be some effort on staff's part to get things okay. out of it. So we have other things to do, I think, that are more important. So I'm the the effort the the reason that you want to do is it to change the complexion of the board, hmm. break it up. I mean, maybe you should do term limits. No, I'm I'm not um, interested in the, uh, trying to have any change on the board. Uh, my my feeling though is twofold. As I said, is I I feel uh, that and I felt I had to make a, I made an effort an effort, but not like I would, to make sure that people um, are still in support of me being on this board and that it didn't happen just because someone didn't want to run against Ron, you know, or somebody said that shouldn't run against Santa Claus or something many years ago, Parky, I think, said that. But, uh, um, but, and I feel, yeah, but I feel that I ought to be getting that, uh, that uh, confirmation, and I ought to be out there telling people why I still am a good person to be there, and that I'm not discouraging people for one reason or another to to run for something that they think they could really make a difference with the PUD, rather than saying I'm doing this because I don't like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I would like to help my community. I would like to participate. Um, well, not necessarily don't like, but I think I could do a better job than you. They should do that. They should run that way. I, I think running the way we do, you're the only one. That, well, have you run once without unopposed? Yeah, I have. You once. Yeah. Yeah. You. How many times have you run unopposed? I think once, maybe it was twice, but it wasn't consecutive things that. <coughs> out of five, but it's five rare. Five it's more. It's not the norm that you run. You run. Goose <laughs> The thing is, no, me too. I mean, I think I may have run unopposed one time, but mostly 
somebody goes and runs against you, and, and you're running. You're, you're, it's healthy to run, like, I, like you do, but it's not that you don't, um, it's rare that you don't run, run up. Right, place. but here's the way I look at it. This isn't about us. This is about the board and the community and who may want to serve the community and who the community may want to have served them, but those people don't want to step up and say, I want to run against Santa Claus because that's really bad karma, so I'm not going to do it. It's not about us. It's setting policy for the community, and I think we should send it out and ask the community if they want us to consider this. I don't think it's about us either. I think it's about the, the best way to run the district, not you, mm -hmm. me, or anybody. But and I don't think there's a anybody out in the community that's afraid to run against anybody in particular. I don't speak to it. Sure. And I heard it this election. I heard it. You heard it. What did they say? That I would have run, but I don't want to target so and so, and or you or me, any of us. Well, that I would have thrown my hat in the ring, but I couldn't decide who to run against. And and I think we don't want to have a. a culture of running against. I think we want to have a culture of running to serve the community. And if if we're concerned about our jobs at this table, then we just have to run it run harder. And it, it makes us step up better. And that's what I learned during this election is I had to step up. I had to get out there. I had to talk to people. I had to remind myself of why I was doing this. So whether you run unopposed or or against another opponent, I think it discourages people from running because they don't want to run against. And I think that for us to debate this could go on forever because I think we're going to have to agree to disagree at some point. But I would like to see us put this out to the community and see what they want. If I could, if I could say I uh, something okay. before you finish this discussion. Um, you, maybe not all of you hear it, but I think there, um, in a number of the public uh, events, uh, I think for North Tahoe PUD, for the Breakfast Club, for other venues, this issue of what are these seats comes up. There is confusion uh, about what these seats represent, what they are. And I think that's really um, is part of this discussion as well. When people contact us and find out they do need to run a, you know, for a particular seat, so they have to run against somebody. Um, it's often that they don't want to do that in a small community because they're fearful uh, of some of the emotions that can go along uh, when people in a small town don't get along. So, but there is confusion about the seats, and and there's no doubt we get questions about it. I think Ramona during her election got a lot of questions about it over at North Tahoe. Um, Tony serves on another board in which it's all done at large for the whole town of Truckee. Everybody throws their hat in the ring. And that's kind of more typical of a democracy is that that's how town councils and most other districts do it. So we're really kind of a rarity. Um, and, and, you know, that's just more information for you in your deliberations. It's, sure, go ahead. And oh. This having recently run, I've had, during the campaign, I had numerous people come up to me and say, I'd love to vote for both of you, but I can't. Mm -hmm. Because you're, you had to pick a seat, and I happened to pick the most popular seat, I guess. And it was a tough election. You know, to the point to where it became very personal, and my character was questioned. 
And so I think at-large elections would keep that piece out of the election, from my personal experience. I just wanted to throw that out there. I think one other problem we have is that with the bulk of the population in Dollar Hill, you could easily have it swayed to all the board members who are from Dollar Hill if you do them at large. Because we're, you know, you're talking about full-time residents. We have a large district, but it's fragmented as far as uh, full-time residents. You know, it's down my way. It's 80% of the homes are single homes. So the full-time, the voting population is not very large. It's probably the same thing with uh, Dan's area and with Judy and, and uh, the others, Dollar Hill. That's where the, the full-time residents are. Wow, I wish I thought of that during the election. Yeah. <laughs> Saved a lot of footwork. <laughs> um, I, I don't want to drift off into the district thing, but to me, in, in an in a area, a town our size, it's pretty hard to divide up into districts and the and the, mm -hmm. the the stuff that the PUD does is for the most part district wide or the fact that we're not ever getting into a thing of the, the pipe in my backyard versus the pipe in Lou's backyard. Right. Uh, I agree that, with that. I don't think that the, the district have we'd have what, hundred people voting in each district or yeah. something. Maybe. <laughs> anyway. So I wouldn't be asked. I wouldn't like to have to be asked to make up the map of the census yeah, data exactly. because you probably would have three districts in Dollar Bill yeah. Forest. <laughs> so I guess in an effort to, uh, I have a plane to catch eventually this afternoon, um, to try to move this along. I'm, I'm going to float a motion, but I don't know what it is. I'm going to move that we direct staff to. Uh, present, I guess present to the board um, the, ne the next steps for um, public outreach toward an ordinance for at-large <coughs> voting. I don't know if that's the right motion, but that's my motion. Is this a, a motion? Or? Mm -hmm. Basically it's a motion to bring the item back with a uh, suggested public outreach strategy on the topic. Thank you. Is that? Yes. Is that accurate? I knew you could articulate it better. Which, which might be what's already been done as far as what where we tabled this thing that we had an idea there. But I'd, I'd like to review that and see. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll second the motion. Okay. Uh, so just discussion. The if that's all right. Liz. Go ahead. My recollection in terms of the public outreach that was done last time is it was, um, I think, a quick and dirty approach by design. And very targeted. What's that? And very tar specifically targeted. It wasn't necessarily. Yeah, I don't think it was necessarily, uh, it wasn't necessarily broad-based where right. it wasn't, we didn't assertively put the topic out to make, make a point of getting the question out to everyone in the district that chose to respond. No, it was very limited, and that's mm -hmm. where then we were going to exactly. go out, and that's where the that's letter where got revised, got and then we yeah. tabled it. Right. We tabled so it. I'm not, and I, I must say, I don't remember what 
this was going to where this was going to go compared yeah. to where the one that 15 or 16 people responded to right uh, how that how that was selected other than that was community leaders I think well the way the letter was written it was written to say to say that we're archaic it, it was it was put in a phrase that uh, in a oh, no, way that wasn't yeah. neutral yeah no no yeah, no no there was no uh, everybody agreed what you had suggested was fine but what I'm saying is when that happened was after this was gathered right yes. and oh, so this was going to go right. somewhere grander or, or broader and I that's when we say. stopped the process and that's where we held the process so and you had approved the list that it was sent to and I can bring back that that was in a staff recommendation the first one the right. first yeah. list of who yeah. Yeah. you targeted former board members and other elected officials uh, right. I believe North Tahoe County as well as our own right and it was a very small group and then uh, that you see the the change in language that was suggested and uh, mm -hmm. theoretically approved to eliminate um, the bias uh, that you felt was in the first letter, and mm -hmm. then you did table it. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Good. It's been moved and seconded. Ready to vote? Mm -hmm. okay. All in favor of Judy's motion? Aye. Yes. Aye. Opposed? No. No. Three or two. Favorite. So, were we clear? Was that the motion clear or yes. too broad? Or, okay. Yep. Okay. We'll outline the steps that would it would take for an ordinance, as well as bring back a public outreach strategy recommendation, which you can decide. Um, would you like it to go to a committee? for discussion before it comes to the board for a recommendation on the outreach. We don't really have a public outreach committee, but you could have. Mm -hmm. um, it usually, something like this may take some discuss, yeah. uh, Probably makes sense. Some thought, so if you, you want to. you put in a flyer to our, to our customers? I would think yeah. it would be something like that. Yeah. Or a survey monkey. But I th it's your question, Cindy, survey. would you like have a committee review before the board approves moving Yeah, if, if, right. if uh, President Rankins wants to appoint two of you ad hoc to serve, you know, on a committee to kind of develop that outreach. Or we could um, do it through finance. Cause or so through we, finance. With, with yep. you and I being on opposite, opposite votes, yeah, that could be good to make sure that uh, we've got you know, both both perspectives of the board going into the survey. I heard one of your comments, Lou, being that's that we want to yeah, uh, we want to make sure we're controlling cost on this, which yeah, I, I agree with. Too. So we'll put yeah. on the finance committee agenda for feedback before the next board meeting. Okay. I mean, must I would like to see water, you estimate the cost of this. Okay. Estimate a cost. Okay. And estimate a cost for the public outreach or the change in elections. Okay. Both. Okay. Right. Okay. One quick follow-up on that. Mm -hmm. I, I'd be curious if there's any if there's any research that's been done on this topic in terms of the, you know because we're speculating as mm -hmm. to the cause and effect yeah. of, mm -hmm. of different voting structures. 
Uh, there's differences of opinion. I'd be curious well, yeah. if there's some yeah. graduate student that's done why have they all <laughs> some study at okay. some point in the past. About okay. Why have they switched? Yeah. What's that? Why have they all switched? Yeah, or is there any empirical information? Of, is, does it actually incre in, oh. increase the likelihood of you know, people yeah. running? Or yeah, it does. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything yeah. out there. I don't want to okay. break our backs looking for it, but okay. it's at least worth a Google search. Yep. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good idea. Okay. I know when we were working on the uh, legislation um, with Senator Cox, it, it took the local government committee by surprise that anybody did it this way anymore. <laughs> they couldn't, when I was trying to describe it, they said, oh no, the seats must represent something. And, and seats, a geographic map. In the middle of the table. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and so that. That information was kind of surprising to the state, and as in many of these things, I think, um, you know, the Public Utility District Act just doesn't have that many members, mm -hmm. so they haven't made those changes. So. Well, we're, okay. we're either way ahead of this curve or way behind. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to reports. Engineering, Matt? Ramona? What's going on this week? Next week? Oh, next week. Well, we have auditors in, thank you, yes, beginning on Tuesday. And they'll be here for the full week, the rest, the remainder of the four days. Okay. And what happened this week with the... Oh, okay. Thank you, yes. So um, we actually uploaded all the files, so almost all the files, the last item goes this morning to them through their portal. So um, I think our files are well, well organized, and we should be talking to the auditors this afternoon. Did you fill them in on the training that went on here since you had quite a few resources being used in the training session? Uh, no, I did not talk to the auditors about that. No, no, I think he's asking you to report to the board oh. on the safety trainings Aqua JPI put in. Oh, oh I'm here. sorry. We had four safety trainings, is that correct? We had four safety trainings this week. Um, yeah, two on Wednesday, two on Tuesday. One was defensive driving. Um, two of them had to do with a confined space. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then global, yeah, which has to do with hazardous um, materials and, and the reclassification. Thank you. And all, yeah. And actually, I had to miss that training because even though it's a required training for everyone in the district, we'll be doing it again because we had uh, audit items to deliver yesterday. I would like to mention, I said it was very good, and it was, what, 30, 40 people there? Mm -hmm. I yeah. think we had about 30 of our full-time staff participate in that training, the GHS training yesterday. And uh, by, by the end of December, all staff have to have completed that training, so. And when I got home, I was thinking about it. You know, this is a relabeling of the material on a UN-based system that will be worldwide. And so there will be some changes to the labeling and the procedures, but uh, it should be a decided improvement. Looking back at what happened way back when, when we had the hazardous materials spill and the problems we had, I, I have a question of time. And that is, where we got into problem there is we moved that 
hazardous material on public roads without permits. Well, we well, more importantly, we moved something we had no idea what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't hazardous at the time. Um, yeah. so it did not have uh, skull and crossbones on it. Yeah. yeah. As we learned yesterday, uh, as yeah. we learned yesterday, it should have. No, and uh, we, no, there were. There's some things that well, are historic, fact, and maybe we shouldn't change. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can, I can, I can comfortably say we've come a long way since that yeah, time. That's, um, that's the upshot of what I'm Right, and just, just. Just so you know, and directly related to transportation, we actually do have a specific training that we do annually, right, Dan, for um, transportation. That's what I wanted uh, to ask yeah, you. Yeah, we do, and we get that training annually. We have uh, bill-relating forms, and we have specific things that we do for the, really the bulk of what we transport that's hazardous is chlorine or sodium hypochlorite, which is bleach. So, But we do have a, a training and a process that occurs is there a permitting process that you have to go through to move stuff from here down to a pump station where you have to do some cleaning? Uh, it's we we have a I don't know Dan can maybe explain a little bit or better, but quantity that we, is if we don't transport uh, a large enough quantity, okay. uh, we have to do chlorine. We don't transport it. Not in a quantity large enough to require. A certain level of permit. Right. We, we, we have placards. Yeah. yeah. There's no permit process. Quantity of gallons. Yeah. Well, we had a 55 gallon drum out here, as I recall. No, we only move them in 30. 30? We don't get anything larger than 30. No, but what got us in trouble was a 55 gallon drum. <laughs> Stick with those yeah. garbage cans there on the 30. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyhow, job well done. Thank you. Did you want to report this? We put it yeah. out here for you to report to the board if you want. Yeah, we'll do that in a moment. Okay. Uh, <coughs> manager, do you have anything? Uh, well, I think Tony and I both want to report, um, uh, and maybe Dan wants to chime in. Last night there was an intruder in our backyard. Yes. <laughs> uh, at 1 o'clock last night, uh, one of the utilities employees, uh, on call employees. You're on phone. Okay. One of our employees was called in uh, for a, a sewer backup, which wasn't the case. Uh, in any event, uh, as he's pulling his district vehicle out of the barn in the back, uh, he made the corner, and there just happened to be someone walking by at the time. And this is at 1 o'clock in the morning. So the employee questioned uh, the person what they were doing, and the, the person was uh, intoxicated um, at the time. And then uh, employee <coughs> called 911, and the sheriff and fire department both responded over here. And the guy that was walking through the yard actually had a felony charge against him already, so he, he was arrested. And um, we are looking into getting the police report and getting more information about the individual. <coughs> Did it look like he was going to do some harm to the district? No, he's just walking, just walking right through. Said he was on night ops. He, he, was, on he, night ops. he was on night ops. You're talking about he was inside the gate, <laughs> yes. inside the fence. I see yes. night ops. Night ops. Night vision goggles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, just thought I, in case you hear about it from the sheriff or anybody else, they did respond um, quickly and and uh, there was no damage done. The the individual may have 
been up and around this area. There are people that wander through up onto the hill in the summer months where we're more observant about it. But because of the break-ins up in the Williamson Yard and other locations, uh, we want to keep a close eye on that and make sure uh, we're watching. <laughs> was, was this detected on the uh, security cameras, cameras? On the security cameras, yes. Okay. Okay. Parks and Rec. Bob, do you have any? Yeah, I have a couple things to report on. Um, wanted to give you kind of an update on the uh, winter sports park pilot program that we're uh, running uh, this winter through Duncan Golf and Tahoe Cross Country. Um, we've gotten some pretty positive feedback about the, um, the availability of that resource uh, for skiing and sledding um, and, and the way that we're using it right now. So um, pretty much everybody's telling me that there's been positive uh, results from the community. Um, as far as uh, the financials, um, you know, we, we meet with each of the groups at the end of each month. Uh, we did get the financials for the month of January uh, from Tahoe Cross Country, which is the, the ski operation part of it. Uh, they did show a positive net income in January, um, so that is positive. Um, on the bar and restaurant, there was a negative uh, income. Um, so we're, we have a meeting scheduled uh, with both groups uh, next week, uh, kind of discuss how things are going. Uh, we do have a holiday week coming up uh, this next week, um, so we'll be open uh, seven days a week uh, next week for the holiday week. Um, so there's... Um, um, and there's also events coming up, Snowfest and all that. So there's some things to discuss, but we're keeping a close eye on the budget and making sure that uh, we don't go beyond the subsidy that was uh, um, that was approved by the uh, the board um, for the for the bar and restaurant. So um, just wanted to give you an update on that. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, attendance uh, in the bar and restaurant in the last in the during the month of January. Question on the um, with the skiing side of it. <clears throat> there's some of the the grooming that Tahoe Cross Country does, and then there's some of it that we do. Tahoe Cross Country is doing all the grooming, um, but on the days where we're not in operation, the district's paying that staff to groom on the on the non-operation days. I see. So, for the Tahoe Cross Country part that you said they uh, they're in the positive, that doesn't include the cost. The districts incurring for the the days that we're paying for grooming. That, that's correct. So the, they've invoiced us for that grooming, um, but on the days of operation, they are in they are in the black. Okay. And we do get uh, we we get a cut of that. We get fifty percent of that uh, that 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 income. So we've got a lot of balancing to do between paying the 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 invoices um, and then. Uh, uh, the utility bills, et cetera, working close with Ramona to keep a close eye on, on all the costs and tracking it as we go. Without, without the utilities, um, January would have been a, a barely positive note for the PUD. But if you add in the utilities, it will have been a loss. But we haven't figured out how to attribute the utilities to their operation versus the barn and, and yeah. restaurant. So you'll see the full report coming up. But um, Yeah. And then we're, we're monitoring that closely. Any other questions on that? Uh, the other thing I want to report is, uh, and we uh, came to you last month about uh, a, a kayak and paddleboard concession at Commons Beach. Um, I did uh, hire a local technical consultant 
to give me a, uh, an analysis of the regulatory and entitlement requirements for establishing a concession at Commons Beach along with the use of the Tahoe Community Center. Um, so, Who's that? Uh, Wyatt Ogilvy, I hired. Uh, this is uh, under uh, not to exceed $1,850. Uh, to give me, uh, to, is going to review all the records, all the previous permitting efforts, and all the regulatory codes uh, necessary to use both the building and the park. I think the idea here is in the next two weeks to get this information back to me. I can come back to the board in March and committee and talk about uh, a plan to go out and get permits. I think if we see that there's going to be any struggles with the Tahoe Community Center part of that, that we may split that and, and decide to just go for um, the beach concession alone. We don't want to. We don't want to throw a bunch of money at trying to get permits that we may not be able to get. Um, so we want to see what the necess necessity is before we go and hire a consultant to go out and get all the permits. So that's kind of how how we're moving right now. And I should have um, some pretty good information for you at the March board meeting. So I'm sorry. You said so. We're already spending eighteen hundred and fifty dollars just to see if we can get the permits to move forward on. Yeah, he's going to provide me a whole list, all the permits we need, all the constraints, everything that uh, we will be facing to make sure we do this uh, properly. Okay. One more update. One more. Yeah, uh, actually, two more. Kelly, do you want to give an update? Um, just quick update. Last night and the week before, um, the PUD had the opportunity to present to Squaw Valley Mac and NITRAC for funding for um, a new playground replacement at Pomine Park. And um, both boards voted unanimous, unanimously in support. So um, we've already uh, secured $2,000 from the Tahoe City Recreation Association. We had a balance of $18,000. Um, and there's one last step where it goes to Placer County Parks Commission next month, and then it is formally approved by the Board of Supervisors. So we'll have a new playground this summer at Pomine. Kelly did an excellent job last night. and. Uh, uh, really interesting questions uh, from the group um, thinking that maybe we had to pass a special assessment tax to maintain that playground yeah. not uh, quite understanding how property taxes are used by this district to maintain uh, our park facility so that was a good <laughs> good dialogue yeah very informative <laughs> um, and Kelly and Bob did I'm sorry did a really good job at NITRAC uh, or I Squaw, mean, Valley. Squaw Valley Mac presenting together so um, Steve, you want Steve to a report on the JMA agreement yeah. and the follow-up there? As a result of the uh, discussion uh, by the board at the last meeting with respect to the agreement with uh, JMA HVR on the McKinney Will, uh, McKinney Well, uh, the final agreement has a provision that prohibits um, um, the use of water from that well to be, that water to be served uh, within the boundaries of another water district. The specific concern raised was serving within Madden Creek, and so we amended it to include language that provides it can't be served within the boundaries of any other water purveyor. Okay. And then, and I, I'm sorry, I have one more. Yeah. Um, you may have heard or received the, there's two different surveys that we have recently uh, undertaken. Um, one was uh, to get a review of how golf course operations had gone last summer and ideas and suggestions for operations moving forward. The second one was done on the behalf of the Golf Course Oversight Committee to start the planning process and identify uh, comments and needs from the community of things that should be 
considered by the oversight committee as they move forward on that planning process. This is being done at, uh, ahead of the public workshops. I have a conference call at noon today. We believe those public workshops will happen in April of this year will be the first uh, number of those workshops and we haven't yet identified how many <coughs> workshops and how long they'll go on for. But uh, it's the first step. We've had tremendous results on the uh, golf course survey for um, how people used it, what they did, you know, what they thought of its operations last year. Uh, we had well over 200 responses. Uh, we just sent out the other survey and we've got close to 200 responses on that already as well. So. By mail or email? Email. It's all being done by email right now. Um, and we can, we'll go, report back to the Oversight Committee and decide if you want to do further uh, outreach through other methods. Seems like it's getting pretty well distributed and, uh, and responded to. So I just wanted to let you know both those surveys uh, have been out there. I, Dan? I, I had a question. In the golf course oversight committee meeting minutes, it looked like there was discussion on, you know, if we as a PUD are investing additional capital dollars in the golf course, does that change the um, it, does that change the buyout provisions in the agreement that we originally entered into? <clears throat> I think that was a question. I wasn't at the meeting. Last meeting, right. Right, but it looked like there was some discussion yeah. and, it would, and it was tabled was what I got out of the minutes. And so I was just curious what's going on with that. I think it was sort of table pending um, some revisions, right? Isn't that my recollection that that, that well, is? Well, at the moment, we, I think it was tabled because nobody really wanted to change the agreement for one thing. It mm -hmm. didn't speak to it. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like, we're going forward that, and we none of us really have any intention to back out. So, we're we're just going to <clears throat> make it work. But mm -hmm. um, your your comment was brought up. I don't know who brought it. Did you bring it up, Cindy? Yes. And um, and I'm trying to remember just because well, and and one of the examples were the BMPs on the property. Yeah. And should right. we be BMPs. reimbursed for that? If we put it in, I mean, or, or credit it, credit it for our buyout. If right. people want to back out, mainly like the resort association, we were thinking because the airport district is going to be having a heliport in there right away. Right. Right. I see it, and Sandy was not like we're ready to buy out, but we have five years to to think about it and get things in process and plan, and then by that time, it would be either yes or no. And I think we have some time to think about it, but. Um, it would. I think the consensus maybe was that if there was something that was going to be put in there and who was going to pay for it, it would, would be brought before the various funding partners and discussed. Does that sound? That is that is how I was going to say. Yeah, it was fairly vague. They they didn't want to agree on it in a broad concept, but preferred that if we started making a major investment when it came time to discuss that, they were seemed open to discussing, sort of putting it on the ledger for future discussion. For future okay. discussion. And, and specifically, we talked about it in terms of, of the BMPs. Right. Because they're going to have to be done. Yeah, because we're looking at a hundred plus thousand dollar investment mm -hmm. in the property this summer. So, yeah. so 
So I'd, I'd be very surprised if any of the funding partners at, at any point well, in the future were looking for their the money back. There was no resolution. But, you know, I just want to catch this stuff. No, I think you're catch this stuff now while it's fresh on everyone's mind. My takeaway from that was when we went to implement the MPs, we would go to the committee and get sort of a formal approval to make the investment and at least get it documented through the committee. Get something in. Yeah, get some and kind that's of, how I, and then that's and, how I kind of and maybe even get some language saying that yeah we would account for it. But the committee's agreeing that this, if there is a buyout, this should be taken into consideration or somehow. whatever. Okay. Has anybody addressed the, the lack of signage for the restaurant on the street side? Uh, yes, that's on our uh, capital list that Duncan Golf would like us to consider. We'd like to consider, and we have not move forward other than the banners and things that have been used this year to look at where we would place permanent signage and what the cost would be for that and yes. how that would be funded. But it's certain we know it's a critical need. Duncan Golf knows it's a critical need. I think the family knew it was a critical need. It was hard. It's just a challenging piece of property to sign. There's not a key location that's easily identified to build and Put a monument sign for the golf course. Nice. The existing one is fairly well blocked because of There's the too many trees, other signs. The, That's well, the bus shelter, the tree, and when the tree's in full foliage, there's the old signs. Usually, offsite signage is an issue with the county yeah. ordinance too. So. TRPA as well. Mm -hmm. Tony has an announcement to make. One more. Sure. Update announcement. Um, so earlier on, we. Uh, talked about the award that Rich Lehman got for Supervisor of the Year at the CWEA um, Sierra Section Dinner. I'm happy to announce that the district itself won an award for Collection System of the Year um, for uh, the Sierra Section. Um, so um, this means that we go to the state level against all the other sections in the state um, in our category of 0 to 249 miles of sewer line. Uh, for collection system of the year. Um, so just want to congratulate the district because everyone here, Dan, who even the board is responsible for um, for this award. So I'm curious, how is that evaluated? Do you have any idea in terms of tonnage? Yeah, this year. I mean how do they it's how do they differentiate us from TSD, from North Tahoe PUD? You know, they look at um, they look at your maintenance schedule. They look at the number of spills you had during the year and the cause of the, the cause of the spills. Um, and sort of evaluate: Are you doing a good job or not? Um, so, is is there an, something that is submitted to them to consider? I, yes, in the past, I, I wasn't involved in this application, but in the past, we submitted applications, and you have to present those types of items in the application. Dan, Dan and Barbara, Barbara Smith and Dan Lewis submitted yes. the both applications, is that correct? For us this year. Is that correct? Yes, Barbara submitted them. And I know the last time we won the state award, uh, when you get to the state award, I don't know about the section award, but I know at the state award they appoint a committee of past recipients to evaluate the nominees, go through the spill records, the maintenance schedules, the investments, and make those, uh, and make that decision. So I'm not sure how it's done at the local section, if it's similar at the 
Pass no, it's not city. done at that level at the local yeah. section. Yeah. When you're in, when you're in the running for the state section. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Does the Sewer and Water Committee have anything they want to report? Yeah, half of it. Um, we approved it, the Sowers Engineering Study to uh, continue the rest of the line from Right. Right. Well, do you have anything on TTSA? Um, there's a couple things. One of the things is the water park, Squaw Valley, and how TTSA should, you know, charge or prepare for that increase in um, use. So we're going to do a study, and it, it probably will affect Tulsa City PUD, and then we're going to the study for TTSA is going to start at Tulsa City, um, evaluate the usage all the way down, and then what the usage is from Squaw Valley to uh, <coughs> Truckee, and see what kind of um, impact it will have, whether we'll have enough flow and enough ability to handle that. Um, the line as is, or whether we have to make some other improvements. So that's one. Um, we did talk about the legacy trail and um, going by the plant and um, some of the requests for having some cameras for security and a public service announcement and who was to pay for what, whether what was the town of Truckee and um, what was TTSA's responsibility. They're <clears throat> kind of worried if there's any any kind of spillage or any kind of um, problem at the, at the plant that it not hurt the people using the bike trail. So to make them aware of it. And there are a couple of people on the board that are, it seems weird to me to allow a, um, a bike trail to go through and then constrain it so much that it almost makes it ineffective. But we talked about that. The, the town apparently is okay to put in about $40,000 into public address and cameras and PTSA to put in another $30,000 to share with that expense. So, um, and then there was some discussion with, about Tigard and, um, and what to do with the barium in, in the plant and I'm not too at liberty to say too much about that. But. Okay. Do we have any board member reports on any for additional meetings or anything on behalf of the district? Could we report, Kelly? Um, I don't think last month, but the the six hundred thousand um, dollar award from the resort association was approved by the board of supervisors for the Homewood bike trail. Maybe you already did that, but I don't remember if that meeting occurred or not. I, I, I think we talked about it last month, but it hadn't gone to the, the Board, board of Supervisors. So thank you for bringing that. Oh, good. I have one thing to report to JPIA. The insurance broker that has been getting all the insurance for JPIA for all these years, last 20 plus years, passed away on February 8th. And so. There's a little scrambling going on now to replace that individual. And uh, there's the special meeting called on the 22nd of February to go over the strategy for selection of a new broker. So, 
Keep you posted. Okay. okay, general correspondence. Somebody got any? I don't think so. There isn't any comments any or questions. I don't know what's in here. <laughs> you don't have any. Okay, so directors forum. Do we have zero? Okay. Three. Huh? Oh, oh, well, I thought... Do you have anything to direct no. this forum? Ron? No. Eric? No. Dan? No. Okay, I don't either. Okay. Meeting review. Go ahead. On item G1, uh, Water and Sewer Committee will uh, review and come up with a plan. Related to the uh, other water systems in our area and their potential needs. On H1, uh, we'll write a letter to support the bicycle friendly community application. On K1, uh, we'll bring to Finance Committee a plan for public outreach uh, with, uh, to include also estimated costs for the outreach, estimated costs for the election changes, and any other research that's been done on uh, the outcome of changing elections like this on that topic. That's the follow-up. Okay. Great. No closed session. We do have like one that. other thing here that we did get some recognition <coughs> for a job well done on uh, liability and workers' comp programs. So you can have that in your packet. So. At the next meeting, Director Rankins will be out of town, uh, but I believe Aqua JPIA uh, is planning to be here. Uh, to present us a check that they announced yesterday at staff level, so I'll announce it now and you can be surprised again next month that we're receiving $30,716 back on our insurance premiums. Um, so we're excited to have that. Uh, the other question I have quickly have is we had scheduled March as the time that Janine Weinhausen would come up from Placer County Treasury to give us a report and you're going to be not here. Uh, he is going to participate by phone. Um, and, but I've made this arrangement with her three months ago or something. Do you want me to change that? No, I think you should go ahead. Okay, great. So, so you're not going to be here for the March board meeting? Can you handle it? We'll see. <laughs> okay. I think we'll, we'll find out after the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so we're with, or during. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he will be up bright and early uh, from his uh, tropical paradise to join us by phone call. Uh, 5.30 in the morning or 4.30 in the morning? Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. It just be coming in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't let us hear the ocean or have any Skype going on where we could see the palm trees. Well, i got to see if this camera works on this thing. <laughs> Does this system work on the iPad as well? Is it? Yes. The Dropbox, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't have it on mine, but on my wife's, it is the same model that we have. Uh, the, the kids, my daughter and son-in-law, set up some sort of a thing where we do do that with watching the grandson and talk, you know, FaceTime. like a, like a Skype, but it's yeah, FaceTime. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah, it is. Real time. Yeah, it is. Real time. Yeah. Wow. Well, that'll be the 20th century. Right now. 21st, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool. Okay. I think we're done for the day. Saturday morning or Sunday morning. Yeah.